Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives. Christ is risen. He is risen when was the last time you had one of those days? I don't need to ask if you've had one of those days, because let's be honest, we've all been there, right? In fact, it probably wasn't all that long ago that you had one of those days. You know those days where uh, you just wish that you could like push reset. You just wish that, that it was fine. You're just waiting for it to be over. You just wish you could just close your eyes, go to sleep, and wake up and start a new day. You know those days, right? And maybe it's, it's not all that long ago. In fact, probably for most of us, it's not. And so maybe even hearing me describe it brings back all the, the, the emotions that go along with it, right? The, you can probably fear some of the, feel some of the anxiety and the, the weariness and the, the frustration. And you just can't wait for, for a new day. But what happens when the cause of that bad day it's not going to go away when the, the day on the calendar turns. What happens when your day was bad because you got a diagnosis for which there is no cure? And so tomorrow sure looks like it's going to be a whole lot more of the same. What happens when your day is bad because you got served with papers? Tomorrow is actually a pretty scary thought with lots of uncertainty and a whole lot of hurt. What happens when your bad day is because a loved one was in a car accident and they're in a medically induced coma and the doctor says, we don't know if, much less when, they'll wake up. And it doesn't seem like tomorrow is going to be any better. That brings us to our, our first takeaway. It's something that, that we're pretty familiar with, unfortunately. And that is that when life hurts, it seems like there is no true, isn't it? When life hurts, in the middle of that bad day, that day, it, it just seems like there's no hope. What could tomorrow possibly bring that would be good, that would be better, that I have to look forward to? That feeling is what it was like on that first Easter morning. Jesus' disciples had had suffered, not in a painful way, a physical pain, but in a loss kind of way. They, they had sat at home observing the Sabbath rest all day long, and that had to just be a long day. They planned that the next morning, those women, they were going to go to the tomb, and they were going to anoint the corpse of their friend, of their teacher. And it was not something that they probably wanted to do. Because that was a place of, of loss. A place of, of pain. A place of, 
of sadness, of grief, of disappointment. It was a tomb, a place of shattered dreams and broken promises. Because they thought that Jesus was the Messiah. They thought that he was the Savior that God had promised to send that was going to, to take care of sin and death once and for all. And Jesus had shined in this dark world. He'd shined like a, a beacon, a bright light. And it seemed like he was the one that would banish sin, banish darkness, banish death forever. And then they crucified him. And his disciples stood by and they watched. And they heard his last words. And then they saw him stop breathing and die. And right then their hopes died too. They went home to observe that Sabbath rest knowing that the next morning was going to be their final farewells after that hasty burial. Those women, they knew it was going to be a rough day. And so that, that Saturday, it had to just be a long and difficult day dragging on because there was no joy. There was no hope. And for the first time in years, there was no Jesus. It was a day they just wanted to end, and yet the next day sure didn't seem a whole lot better. After all, Jesus was dead. So it was the kind of wake-up that no one likes. As those women got up early in the darkness, and they, prepared the, they took the spices they had prepared, and they left for the tomb to do something that they probably didn't want to do, but something that was one last act of, of honor, of respect, of, of kindness for Jesus. And that's where our Bible reading this morning picks up from Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 1. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and they went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Those women went to the tomb and they, they expected to find a problem, actually. They expected to find this gigantic stone that had been rolled in front of the, the entrance to the cave-like tomb where Jesus was buried. And, and they found the stone, but it wasn't over the entrance it had been moved. It had been rolled away. And, and the Roman guards were gone. Something was not right. Something wasn't normal. They weren't quite sure what it was, though. So, so they went to investigate, and they, they looked in the tomb, and Jesus' body wasn't there. What was going on? What did this mean? Well, the answer came quickly, but I'm guessing it wasn't the answer they expected, and it certainly didn't come in a way that they expected. Take a look at verse 4. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. 
in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. So these women are, are looking into the tomb and all of a sudden there's two men standing right next to them. Hooah! Right? To their credit, they didn't freak out and they didn't run away. They recognized these aren't just two ordinary men. They, they mean us no harm. After all, their, their clothes look like lightning. They were angels. And their message, their message gripped their hearts. Why do you look for the living among the dead? It's really a simple question, is it? So when you go to get groceries, do you go to the auto parts store? When you're getting dressed in the morning and you're looking for the pair of socks, do you go to the refrigerator? Of course not. Those are silly examples, right? So why are you looking for a person who's alive in a place where dead people are, in a tomb? Why do you look for the living where only the dead are? See, the angels then announced to them the good news. He's not here. He's risen. Ah. You're ready. Excellent. See, those women, they had come with, with arms filled with spices and with hearts filled with grief. But when they left, they left with Easter joy. They had come anticipating just more disappointment. But instead, they left with hope. They had gone to find the dead body of Jesus. But they, when they got there, they found what we know. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. See, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, it, it means that everything has changed. It means that this new day has dawned. See, sin doesn't condemn us anymore. The devil does not control us. It means that, that guilt can't condemn us. It means that death can't contain us. It means everything has changed. There's just a problem. It doesn't really feel like it, does it? I mean, do you feel like sin has been defeated in your life? Do you feel like the darkness has been shattered? Do you feel like, does your conscience tell you that, you're right, guilt is completely gone? Does the, the death of a loved one have no sting? Does this world seem like it's getting better and better? Or worse and worse? I mean, if, if Jesus won and, and the light of the world, Jesus himself conquered darkness and shattered it, then why... Why, oh why, does it still seem so dark? See, on that first Easter, a new day dawned. But it wasn't a day that didn't have any sin or any sadness or any pain. Those women, they went to the tomb and they sure were sad. But what was different was not what was gone, 
It's what was there. It wasn't lacking pain or sadness, but they had hope. See, that's what it means for you and for me on Easter, that in the midst of of life, in the midst of even those darkest days that we could just, we wish we could just flip the page, we wish that we could just start over, that we wish had never happened. That even in the midst of those darkest times in our lives, that we have hope. And the reason that we have that hope is because of what the angels said. The angels told the women, Jesus died and he rose just as he said. Now, it's easy to, you know, we've heard that before and we're just going to keep on going. But I want you to pause just for a moment because those words are monumental truth. They are life and eternity changing. Jesus died. Nobody really doubts that, do they? I mean, it's, it's historical fact. Even people who don't believe Jesus is the Savior, they know that he died. But the reason he died isn't because that's what people do. The reason he died is because that's what we deserved. See, we all have this sin that's in us that we do. It's, it's failures to live the way God it commands. And that sin, God says, pays a wage. And the wage that sin pays is death. And so the sin that lives in us, the sin that, that separates us from the holy God who is, is perfect and, and we're not, we're imperfect. That brokenness, it, it threatens us with a hopeless life and a, a terrifying death. It, it warps our minds and it, it ruins our hearts. And so here's the reality. Here's why this world still seems like the mess. It's why my life still has darkness and pain. It's our, our next takeaway. The reason that my life seems dark and difficult it's because of my sin. It's because I have sin in me. It's because I commit sin. It's because the world around me is sinful and broken. The thing is, I, I don't know that anybody is completely oblivious to that, right? Even if you're not normally, that you don't normally go to church, there's, there's probably an element of this that you're aware of, right? That, that I failed and that a part of the reason that my life is hard, that there's pain and suffering and sadness in my life, is because of, of my failures. But the part that's really hard to come to grips with is that we can't fix it. There's nothing that you or I can do to make it right. And that's a hard, hard truth to sink in. Because no matter how much I want, the, the corruption that lives in my heart, tainted by sin, makes even my, my best intentions fall short. Makes them imperfect. And so no matter how much we try to think good thoughts, no matter how much we try to line up our karma, we can't fix the problem. But that's what Jesus did. 
That's what Jesus did. See, he loved you so much that, that he didn't want you and me and the rest of the world to be condemned. And so he, he came here. And he chose to suffer and to die so that you don't have to. You know the things that you've done that, that cause you to just burn with shame. The, you know the things that you've done that, that have hurt those close to you, that, that have let others down, that have, have failed. You know those things that you just can't undo. Well, see, on, on the cross on that Friday, God, who knows them all, he gathered them all up, and on that cross, he put them on Jesus. So Jesus suffered, and he died. And he did so not because of his own failings, not because he deserved it, but because we do. God took every ounce of the wrath that we deserve for all of our failings, and he, he unleashed it on his own son. Jesus suffered and then he died. And he took our burden across the horizon of death and he promised, I'm coming back. And that's why the re resurrection of Jesus is such, a, such an amazing thing because it's, it means that Jesus isn't just some long dead moral leader who said some really good things. It means that he's not just some inspirational self-help guru Oh, see, what it means is our, our third takeaway this morning, that Jesus is my sin bearer and my hope bringer because he died and he rose. And that's for me and for you. Jesus died and he rose. But don't forget the other part of what the angel said. Jesus had told the women he, he was going to suffer and die just as he said, right? The, the angels had to remind those women, hey, remember, he told you about this. And when the angels reminded them, the last verse of our text says, then they remembered his words, right? In the, in the haze, in the clouds of, of pain and sadness, of, of trying to figure out how this could go so badly so quickly right they had just celebrated the passover and then one of their own betrayed him how could it how could it end up like this injustice after injustice how could it have, have gone so badly so quickly and in all of that confusion all of that hurt all of that sadness all of those emotions they had forgotten jesus said this was going to happen they had forgotten that he had promised he was going to die and he was going to rise. So understand what that means. If Jesus can tell you he's going to rise after he dies, he's going to come back to life, if he can keep that promise, it means that he can and he will keep every single promise he makes. And that's really important in a world that seems not so great. 
in a world that seems like maybe the new day hasn't dawned, in a world that seems like it's filled with those days. So when you have a day that's filled with, with suffering, filled with pain, filled with anxiety and worry and fear, and it seems like, hey, God, where are you? Well, he didn't stop listening. He, he isn't busy with somebody or something else. You're not too insignificant for him. He hasn't ignored you because you ignored him. No, see, what he wants is, is for you to get through the emotion of the moment and listen to his promise. He wants you to know what he says and to cling to those truths. Promises like this. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Those days when, man, you screwed up again and and your guilt is just eating you. And you don't know what to do about it. And it it feels like there's, there's no hope. Jesus wants you to stop listening to the devil and his lies, to stop listening to the guilt and the shame, and to instead listen to him. Words like, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him, in Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. Or said maybe even more simply, The blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. See, Jesus knows that that there are days when you feel alone, when you feel just helpless. And he wants you to know that the feeling is not reality. He wants you to see past the emotion in the moment and the hurt and the pain and to listen to him, to know his words and to trust his promise. Promises like this, I will never leave you nor forsake you. See, Jesus was forsaken on the cross so that you never will be. Or a promise like this, I have called you by name. You are mine. See, here's the good news. It's our our last takeaway this morning. That because Jesus kept his promise to rise from the dead, I can be confident, confident, absolutely sure that he will keep every single promise he has made. That means that no matter how dark this day is, a new day has dawned. Not because there's no sin and no pain, but because in the midst of it, there is hope. Hope because Jesus conquered and hope because Jesus promises. It's a new day that says to our guilt, to our sin, they can't condemn us. There might be consequences, there might be painful results, but they won't result an eternity separated from God. It's a new day that dawns, that, that assures us that death isn't the end. But that Jesus has promised, because he lives, you will live. That he's got a place for you with him in heaven forever. See, that's why this Easter is so beautiful, so important, so treasure-filled for God's people.
Because while it might seem like not much has changed, life is still filled with hurts and disappointments and and sadness and pain. In the midst of it, we have hope. We have hope that Jesus has rescued us, that he has freed us, and that he's going to take us beyond death, and he's going to take us to his heavenly home forever. That's what we hope in, and here's the best news. God always keeps his promises. See, a new day has dawned because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. May the peace of our God, which goes beyond all of our understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.